Welcome back to Keeping Tabs. I'm Tabitha Crock, and let's thank our sponsor, 32 Below, Froyo and More. They are in Coeur d'Alene, Idaho, and they have frozen yogurt, paninis, adult beverages, and much more. They recently added endless mimosas on Sundays, so make sure you go check them out, support them, follow them on social media, and keep up to date on everything happening with them. Today, I interview Ashley Matthews. This interview will have you laughing, um, smiling, and inspiring you. This woman is beautiful inside and out. She talks about per, uh, breast cancer prevention, and since it is October 2nd, um, it is a great way to kick off Breast Cancer Awareness Month. So enjoy and go get those mammograms. Good morning. I have Ashley Matthews. So one of my most favorite people in the entire world. I know I say this about a lot of people, but really this woman is incredible. Um, she was, she is the sister of one of my best friends um, in college. And so I've, knew, I've known her family, gosh, since 2004, and probably one of the most incredible family to be around. Ashley is a ball of energy and she has had a career in anything from fashion to now healthcare. Um, so first, thank you so much for joining me. And uh, yes, I know. Thanks for having me, Tabs. <laughs> this is what I needed. I needed your energy. <laughs> Tell us a little bit about you and what you're doing, what you, maybe a little of your background, where you came from to what you're doing now. Okay. Yes. So um, I got a fashion degree at WSU. It's apparels, merchandising, design, and textiles. And I started out in a lot of retail management and I kept thinking like, gosh, I don't love the holiday hours. I don't love these early morning visual merchandising hours where I'm in the store at 5 a.m. Switched gears, got married, had children. So I was a stay-at-home mom for a couple of years and then went through a divorce and decided um, I'm now living in a really expensive city and I have to figure out how I'm going to pay for two little boys because we'd moved from the Tri-Cities to Portland, got divorced where I had nobody, no family, no friends. I knew no one. And I had, Calvin was eight months old and Pierce was two years old. And um, it was very clear that my ex-husband wasn't dying to help keep me afloat for very long. So I knew I was going to have to figure it out really fast. <laughs> and I actually, so this is crazy. And this first, for some of your listeners, they're going to be like, this is super woo-woo. Who's this cuckoo girl? But I actually was doing tons of research. Like, what's my next step? I love fashion. I started a business where I was consulting and I was doing well, but not well enough to be able to afford living in Portland. So I reached out to this clairvoyant who has given me some awesome advice in the past. And I said, can you just give me some direction? Cause I love so many things. Like I could go, I could go work in, in music. I could go back to the fashion space. There's all these artsy things I could be really good at, but I need some direction and I need to know how I'm going to provide for my family. And she immediately said, 
this is super weird because I'm picking up like, like you're really fashion-y <laughs> and I hadn't told her any of my background. I'm picking up that you're like really good in the art space and you're good at fashion, but you're actually not going to be doing anything like that. You're actually, I see you whining and dining doctors and I see you in the medical space and I see you as one of the best. And I'm like, oh, she's got some sweet visions. Okay, let's do this. And literally like two days later, my girlfriend who worked for Siemens calls me and she's like, Ashley, I have one of the toughest gigs available. Like you, you would never recommend this to anybody you care about, but she's like, you will change this space. You will absolutely walk in and change it. And I don't really think there's a lot of women that can do this. And she's like, it's to sell mammography and Siemens hasn't really ever done that before. I'm like, oh, my passion is to help women. This is a whole nother level. This is like saving lives. And I'm like, I could do this. I can definitely do this. And then I'm scratching my head like, well, how am I going to do this? I don't have an ounce of experience in the medical space like I can I can keep up with the jargon like I'll follow you you talk doctor talk and I'll go learn it and so she said I'll get you connected with the hiring manager and and then you take it from here there's nothing else I can do you just have to blow the socks off so I'm looking at my background I'm like hey visual merchandiser at Macy's <laughs> like check like those are none of the things they're gonna look at and they had, uh, and I had like um, processing loans at Washington Mutual. You know, I was a, a barista at Starbucks and I'm like, hmm. And I'm like, okay, hey, I worked very hard in all of those roles. I was a total go-getter. I went to the top. I totally excelled. So like I got awards in each of those jobs. So I seriously did this PowerPoint of why I was the perfect fit to sell mammography for Siemens. <laughs> and I had a little backstory that the previous sales reps had never sold for Siemens and that they'd been in the positions for years. So I fly to Denver, I sit down in front of Charles and I'm like, Charles, what you guys have been doing hasn't worked. So pretty much you need a girl who's done fashion, who cares about women, who's a sharp tack. I'll pick up whatever you put down and I promise you, you won't be putting your neck out there. I will sell for you and I'll be really good. And he's like, Oh my gosh, everybody back at the office is going to call me crazy for hiring the fashion designer. And I'm like, let them call you crazy. You can call them crazy back after I start selling systems. And he's like, you know, I got to think about this. And here I am in this suit that I can't afford. I bought this suit to, to look really professional, ready to blow his socks off. And I'm like, I'm not flying back to Portland without getting this job. I will not get on this plane until he has said, yes, you got the job. So he says, I got to talk to the ladies back at the office. And this is a little bit manipulative of me, but I said, oh, are you not able to make the decision? And he's like, oh, I could totally make this decision. And I'm like, okay, well, I'm not going to get back on the plane without having an answer here. So and he's laughing. He's like, this girl knows how to close already. She's not even been in sales and she can close. So he's like, can you start on Monday? And I, so I had this job. I couldn't believe it. I was on the high flying back and I'm like, did I really just get the job? I had like pit rings all the way down to my waistline. Can't return that suit. <laughs> 
nope, nope, it's mine forever. I have to wear it in every presentation now. That's my good luck suit. It was a little tight in the pants, but I was like, this is perfect. It's gonna be perfect. <laughs> <laughs> you know, that's like mom grit that's a single mom grit because it was like I know my path now stay out of my way like don't get in my way when I'm when I have the eye on the prize so um that's how I got into the role and then absolutely fell in love with it like initially it was like this is a job that's going to help feed us and then it turned into Oh my gosh, I love this job. Oh, oh wow. This is not a job. This is like my life. This is a career. I see a really awesome future now. So it's cool how it all played out. And here I am like three years later, still loving it and doing really well. And you have, is it your tips on Tuesdays? Is that what it is? Yeah, it's a Ask Ashley, hashtag Ask Ashley on LinkedIn. So I love that you remember that. Um, Siemens marketing is a little funny. It's it's German. It's a German-based business, and so it globally comes out of Germany. Well, they don't. Um, it's they're not used to like the social media, the fast pace, like Twitter, LinkedIn, Instagram, everywhere that you can go. And I'm like, okay, I'm that age where I can kind of connect the generations that don't do the social media and then the mammotechs that do that's all they know so i can bring both worlds together i'm not saying i'm the strongest in social media but i can help bring those worlds together and i can help educate the younger mambo mammotechs and educate the older ones and and keep everybody engaged so that was my plan and i'm like i'm just gonna do this it's awesome i love it i love love it so thank you Tell us, what, what are you selling? What is this that's helping these women? Tell us more about your product. Yeah, for sure. So I sell mammography and it's called the Revelation and it's the wide angle. So Siemens has the widest angle on the market. And the whole purpose of that, so why are women still dying of breast cancer? We're clearly still missing something. It's awesome that we have technology out there, but do we have technology strong enough to find these tumors, to find these cysts, to find these microcalcs that are quickly killing women still? So Siemens came out, so we are global leaders in the CT technology. So we're able to capture this wider angle. So we, we incorporated CT technology into mammography. So we can, we can see through the breast tissue now, which is so awesome. This wider angle allows us to see these slices much clearer. You get so much more information in your tomo slices so so women with dense breasts have a way higher chance of having cancer go undetected over 50 percent of the population has dense breasts so that's super discouraging what are we going to do about that well we're going to bring the best technology we're going to put them into your facilities and we're going to give you that chance to involve earlier intervention we're going to find that breast cancer at one millimeter versus three millimeter where you where it might be too late so um, when I started doing these image reviews with these radiologists and seeing their response after like, wow, that's when I knew because because in sales you can your your managers can sell to you all day long oh yeah you have the best technology get out there ash go blow their socks off but until you see a radiologist where that's what they do every single day 
when you see them go, holy cow, this is incredible, then you know. And then you're like, hey, I'm so on the right path. This is, this is awesome. You're actually saving lives now. Yeah, yeah, I'm actually saving lives. And because I was, because Siemens was so late to the market, I felt like with my my natural leadership skills like i gotta get out there like i just can't wait to go show the whole world and i didn't want to step on toes of what the corporation expects in their marketing and so i just thought you know what i'm gonna just share with the world what i'm loving right now and i'm loving that i'm on my mammo track this is my job we're running around the west coast and we're educating that that i can't get in trouble for because this is something i'm grateful for this is something i love and i'm helping women wow. and men for that matter two thousand over two thousand men get breast cancer a year what? die die from breast cancer oh my goodness so more than two thousand are getting it two thousand are dying from it Wow, I had no high of a number. I know, I know. And so, officially, this is going to um, add this air so people are listening. It is October, which is official, I think, Breast Cancer Awareness Month. Yes. So, anybody listening, what are some advice for some? I know I read something you had just posted about 40 years old. That's young. Mm hmm. For mm -hmm. years, what you, I think you said. Yes. And so the concern, the alarming part to me is actually some insurances will tell patients to go every other year. That is so unacceptable. That is so unacceptable. Once you turn 40, I, if your mammogram is good, you still go every year. If it's, if it's, if there's something suspicious or they're watching it, you definitely go every year, sometimes every six months, you follow your doctor's orders at that point but every single year you have to go you have to when it's when it's so easy now when it when breast cancer is so hard to hide you have to do it you have no excuses at this point like i know it's scary it is so scary even me working in this industry and and seeing it every day and seeing the images and 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 talking to women you got to do it you got to do it you got to do it i'm still sweating when i go in to get mine done i'm still like oh my gosh you know having lost my mom to brain cancer at 46 you're like hey it's a couple years away i mean we know young women. We know women that have had breast cancer. I have a college, I have a high school friend that's fighting for her life right now. Like it's, it's a no brainer. You have to do it every year. And, and the, the breast reading environment has drastically changed drastically. I mean, it was just 10 years ago that we were still only a 2d image, a true x-ray 2d. You can't see much in a 2d. Now we have Tomo and Tomo gives us our breasts in one millimeter slices. So you are getting to see every little bit of tissue. There should be no reason you're not getting your exam because we can fight breast cancer now. And the earlier we get in front of it, the better. Oh yeah. I had a friend that just got everything removed and she got, you know, implants after that, but she, and she's 39, 38. Yes so early that she didn't have to have chemo, she didn't have to do anything. Awesome, awesome. That's the story I want. If I have breast cancer, that's the story I want. I at least want the option. Mm -hmm. and, and so, okay, so let's talk about that. She's 39. If she followed my advice to wait till 40, 
that's not good. So if it's in your family, I take it she has it in her family, get in there earlier. Have your baseline be 35 or if something doesn't feel right or if there's a palpable lump, freaking get in there. I can't, I can't emphasize that enough. And I'll have girlfriends that are like, Ashley, I'm so scared. I can feel this little lump. I'm like, I will hold your hand. I will walk in. I will get the dose myself. I will get radiated to get you in there. Like, stop it. Stop being scared. Don't be, let's stop being worried until we have news to worry about. Exactly. And then you can make it, and if it's caught so early, like you are in your, you know, late thirties and you're like, you know, I have it in my family or I feel something or I just, mm -hmm. Mm -hmm go in there and they're like, oh, we caught it so early that you don't even have to go through all the treatments. You just yeah. Do it or like do whatever. Lucky you, you, you get a lumpectomy and you get a waltz back home and help your kid with distance learning. I mean, I might've taken that one too far, but <laughs> you, <laughs> you're just had to throw out one of my current pains right now. <laughs> a little bit of anxiety but like for real like you get to go home and still have a normal life you had minor surgery and nothing else following so um that's what technology is doing for us today we now have tomo and we now have ai and ai is a whole nother game like it's it's even able to predict by looking at a breast and the way it's watched the tissue change in the last two years it can now go whoa, you have a 60% likelihood that you're going to show up with breast cancer by the time you're 46 or whatever, which is so awesome. Now we have that information before us. Definitely don't be skipping your breast exams, but it's, it's helpful for the radiologist and, and it, the AI actually will help point out suspicious. I don't know if you saw the video, the funny TikTok, don't be suspicious, don't be suspicious. I did that video. Our TikToks may be one of my favorites. I look forward to them. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> but on there, it does these markings. It does these case scorings that will actually share the likelihood of it being suspicious or malignant. And you'll get like, if it spots this tiny lesion, it'll say like 86%. Well, as a radiologist, I want to dial in on that. I want to be like, what am I looking at here? And, and bring her back in for ultrasound or whatever the next step is. But it, AI is taking it to a whole nother level, which is amazing. Like, I feel so grateful to be a woman today with our screenings. It's just awesome. Really amazing. Yeah. And I follow all the stuff you guys are doing or listening. Go follow her at least on LinkedIn or TikTok. Um, <laughs> TikTok, you'll see some of my really good workouts. <laughs> what I look forward to. Yeah, I think LinkedIn is going to be the best place to follow me on the breast cancer stuff, on the technology of Siemens, the white angle technology, for sure. And she's showing, I mean, she's sharing all of this stuff so that you can, I mean, they're showing the x-rays of some of these breasts. It's really amazing. Mm -hmm. So let's ask a couple fun questions. I mean, because you're not, okay. not fun at all. So <laughs> what is your, um, besides saving women and being a mom and um, loving life. What are some of your hobbies? Oh, wow. Okay. So, um, I love taking naps. 
And okay, so you know this about Haley. She was such a napper. I've always told her, I'm like, is that a Swedish trait? That's one of the things I need to research. Do, do Swedes take naps? Do they need more sleep? Maybe, but I, I think that I have a really busy brain. Well, I know I do. And so um, daytime, I'll be like, I'm just going to go slip into my bedroom for like an hour nap. And then I come back a million bucks. But naps are awesome. Um, I, Kurt and I, it's a necessity. We have to get a workout in, even if it's 20 minutes, it's a workout. We jumped on the treadmill. So we'll do these hit trainings in the garage together. And it makes it fun because we have a partner and we can hold each other accountable. We'll do those like three or four a week. Outdoor time with the boys right now seems to be the most important because I mean, this COVID stuff, their social lives, it's just crushing. Like we can do these fun FaceTimeies. Kids don't do that stuff. When they get when they're FaceTiming, they're like making faces with their cousins and they're not talking. They're not engaging, like, hey, how's your summer going? <laughs> So we're getting the kids outside, we're playing soccer, we're on our bikes, we go on snake and frog adventures all the time. Boy mom, such a boy. Totally, which is hilarious because I'm so girly, but I was also such a tomboy growing up. Like I have all these different identities that I feel like I, I might be a little bit crazy. <laughs> like, oh, let me show you how to do the best makeup ever. Here's a snake, guys. Like so weird. I caught two snakes this week and here's all these frogs, but the kids love it. And I'm like, if, if my kids grow up just thinking mom is the greatest, then I win. I totally win. And I'll do so much for my boys right now. I, I carry so much guilt that they come from a divorced household that I'm like, you know what? I'm going to step it up even more. I'm one of those people that has that extra energy. So my kids are going to have incredible memories with mom. Yeah, that could be a whole other podcast. I mean, I right. divorced parents, and so I get it. It's it's a lot. I, I mean, I can't imagine, but you're killing it. So thanks, you have a partner. So I mean, yes, yes, he's like fantastic with boys. So that's good. oh my gosh, oh my gosh, you would think he's their dad. He loves them so much. He loves them so much. I don't know how I scored, but I'm gonna just hang on to him. I'm actually gonna like handcuff him to me. He can never leave. He's I'm like, gonna smother him to death. Hard again, Ash. <laughs> yeah, no, Kurt's awesome. That's a whole nother podcast right there. Oh yeah, I I actually want to get a. We need. I need to come to Portland have drinks because I want. Can you please? All the things. Yes, uh, we would love that. So, favorite go-to food meal um, that you pick? Okay, so. Um, Mexican food is always a hit and you have to get a margarita if you're going to do Mexican food always but I have this ridiculous allergy I cannot do gluten anymore after I had Pierce I came down with like horrible gluten and sen gluten sensitivities so stinky it's the worst so Thai food actually does a phenomenal job keeping gluten out of it. I mean, for the most part. And so on the menu, I can essentially order anything I want and be free of that. Calvin can't do dairy. So. I get it. I'm the dairy person too. I cannot, 
it's not. I know, I know. And I can't do milk. I'll do cheese all day long and get a little stomach ache, but I won't do milk. I won't do ice cream. Yeah. So Thai food is bomb because it's like coconut milk and then there's no gluten. And there's the, there's a restaurant here in town called Thai Bloom. I order from them all the time. I am keeping them going through COVID. <laughs> We're keeping them alive. <laughs> All right, so um, what is one piece of advice you would give a younger you? Oh, gosh, woo, that's a good question. And that is, so I would have told my younger you, my younger me to have um, a stronger voice, like, don't, don't be so focused on being a people pleaser. Like that's really cute and really sweet, but I'm also not 12 anymore. If, if I had learned to be my voice, I wouldn't have let so many people take advantage of me or feel stepped on or not feel heard. And it's not that like a ton of people took advantage of me and I had this like really crappy life. There are memories that that I have that are painful from not just speaking up. And it's not that hard to speak up. You learn it when you're older, but for some reason, like was I sheltered? Did I live in a bubble? Yes and yes. <laughs> so um, I wish that I learned how to be more of a direct communicator. But I also would have been like, I, I would have had really sweet words for my younger self. And it would have been something like, you are enough. You are all that you need to be. You are plenty and a bag of chips. Like you're awesome and just keep growing and keep developing. Cause there, you know, we get in our head and we don't think we're that great or we didn't make our dad happy enough or whatever. We all deal with that. Well, along with those lines, you are amazing. And, you know, and <laughs> I you. Going on about you. Um, but what is this, what is the best compliment you have ever received? Um, gosh. Well, I won best bud in high school. No, just kidding. <laughs> no, I would say, I mean, I don't know if it's, if it's like one specific compliment, but it's more my attitude. Like you're just so cheery and so sunshiny. Like I remember my, my um, regional vice president jumped on a call with me and I'm like, Hey, Dan, how's it going? He's like, Ash. Can I just say, I am so happy that I am ending my day with you. Like you're exactly what I needed. And so I'll get stuff like that. Or people will call me and be like, Ash, I just need a dose of Ash. Can I just tell you how I'm feeling? And I'm like kind of their little cheerleader. So I think it's because I, I turn that frown upside down. <laughs> I try to. And I try to be really happy, but it's perspective. It's what you go through in life and you recognize like, this isn't the end of the world. We'll be okay. So what is, um, what's a life lesson that you have learned the hard way? Mm, 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 mm. Not being my voice for me. I would, I would not have gone to mediation in my divorce. I would have gone to my own attorney and, and fought for my rights. I did it backwards and like, oh, I'm gonna come across easy going and I'm gonna listen to what the attorney says and I'm gonna make life easy for Ryan too. And I didn't necessarily sign up what was best for myself and the kids. And so I've had some, some painful 
experiences for not doing that. That's well, that's perfect. I think that's the advice anyone listening for, I mean, we all have gone through or will go through or something along those lines that is um, taking the right steps for you and your family. Yeah. Yeah. So if you had a billboard, any billboard, it's in Portland, downtown Portland, and it could say anything you wanted to say on it, what would it say or have on it? Oh gosh. So two. <laughs> I feel so sorry for your listeners that have to see my face. Oh, they're going to love it. <laughs> so there's two phrases that came to mind immediately, and they're heavily competing against each other. But there's one phrase that I always use, and I say, get it. Like with my AEs, and they're like, Ashley, I'm chasing down this deal, and I think I can bring Mamo in. I'm like, get it. You get it. And then I'll tell Kurt all the time. He'll call me and be like, babe, I'm heading to the grocery store, and I'm going to you know, pick up these things. I'm like, get it. You just go get it. I'm like so excited for the silly things. But I would also do own it because I'm a huge believer in people owning things. I've, I'm dealing with, with my nine-year-old right now who kind of seems to fall into like victimhood where he's a victim. And I think it's a normal kid thing, but I also really hate how that presents itself in, in an adult. So I'm like, nope, 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 nope. nope. You're sounding like a victim right now. We're going to just own it. And here's how we're going to own it. We, you may not have had a hundred percent of the responsibility here, but you're going to recognize what you could have done better and you're going to take control. And so owning it to me helps you just focus on where you could have been better because we all know where we could have been better. And then we're not a victim. Like I could have, I could have managed this by ABCD. So own it big is powerful to me. It's empowering. Yeah. You're such a cool mom. Oh, thanks. <laughs> I try. I think sometimes I sound like I'm beating a dead horse and I would complain about my parents saying that. And I do the same thing now. You have two boys too. So that's yeah. Oh, I know crazy town. You have two little busy boys who cannot listen. Listening is very hard. And when I, by the time I'm yelling, it's because I've, it's been a really sweet message like five times and it's at this level. And I'm like, Pierce, just do it. Mom, why are you yelling? Like, because I've asked you like 10 times nicely and you're not hearing it. So yelling's going to do it. <laughs> oh, so we're not a pandemic. It is crazy. We got COVID. We got elections. We've got, I mean, anything you, the world on fire, especially you in Portland, you, you witnessed all those awful fires. What oh, yeah. something positive, people listening, something positive you can leave everybody with today? Mm. So, gosh. So I'm like a, I, I think that I write inspirational quotes. I think that that's like my, uh, another job of mine. So I have a chalkboard downstairs and I write because I remember a girlfriend telling me, gosh, you're always that nauseating cherry on top. And I adore her. And I remember thinking, that really, that really hurts. That totally sucks. And, and she was like, you can be sad. You know that. Like, you're allowed to have other feelings. And, and I've thought about that for years. It comes back to me all the time. And so, and I do know this. I've learned how to process really sad feelings. So, and I have little boys that may not be a cherry on top all the time. So I put on the chalkboard downstairs. 
It's okay to be sad. It's okay to process heavy stuff, but don't forget to show the world your sunshiny, sparkly self because I, that's how I think of Haley. I think everybody needs to have a little sunshiny, sparkly self. We all do. We all do in some way. And, and the kids were writing turd all over the chalkboard. I'm like, be strong, love mom. And they're like, be strong, turd, love mom, turd, I like all this ridiculous stuff. So I raced it. I was like, okay, well, my household doesn't need all this inspirational stuff. The next day, my son, Pierce, rewrote the quote. He had it memorized at this point. And I see in this cute little boy handwriting, it's okay to process hard, sad stuff, but don't forget to show the world your sunshiny, sparkly self. Kurt and I were like drinking our coffee. I'm nearly spitting it out. I can't believe what I'm seeing. So what I would say to the world is the sun will always comes out. The sun always comes back out. And, and don't forget that. So, and when I look back on stuff in retrospect, in retrospect, what I thought was crazy hard was not that hard after it all. Like it, it, in the moment it feels scary and it feels hard and it feels awful and it's okay. Validate all that, but you will be okay. You are stronger than the storm. So it would be, it, I love how I'm comparing feelings to like weather conditions, but it's true. Like the sun will come back out and you are stronger than this storm. We are all stronger than the current storm. Mm. So just, and all this COVID stuff and the, the divided country, it's sad, but we're resilient and we will come through. People are really amazing and we will find a way to connect again. And we all have common grounds. And that's We true. just need to remember that. Exactly. And it's just crazy right now. And there are so many good people and we forget I how know. there are out there. Yes. No. What, would your, what would your message to the world be right now? Hmm. <laughs> <laughs> Some bottles or something? I don't know. <laughs> I, know. I love it. <laughs> Can we have your face on there too? <laughs> oh, I love it. So, is there any way that myself or anyone that's listening can support you right now? Or um, what can we do to support Ashley? Oh, yes. So... What I ask you guys is to share to every female in your circle that she needs to get a mammogram and hold her to it and ask her and ask her, be that nagging, annoying friend that's like, did you get your mammogram this year? When did you get it? When do you go? Start, start a mammogram party where you all schedule together. You go into the same facility and bring a bottle of wine. Have, have a glass of wine while you're waiting in the room. Some facilities support that, like mammogram parties. But my biggest ask is that you are making sure you understand that your, tech, that your facility has the right technology because not all mammograms are treated the same. Certainly don't be going to, into a facility that's 2D only and look for facilities that have the Siemens technology. That is the widest angle on the market. That's going to give you the fighting chance. That's perfect. Thank, Thank you. you. So much. I, this was a blast. I'm glad that I had this. Um, you just brightened my day. You were my little sunshine. Yay! Right back at you. Well, thank <laughs> you so much, and uh, we'll talk soon. Yes. Thanks, Tabs. Thanks for listening to Keeping Tabs. 
If you like what you heard, make sure you subscribe to my YouTube, Spotify, or iTunes to listen to all the great interviews. Keeping Tabs is all about people, telling the story of some amazing people we have in our community and across the world. So make sure you subscribe, like, and follow along.